Take it down from there. That was Freddie Gibbs and Mad Lib. Who cataracts? That's that fire shit you should already be up on. You should know. If you've been listening, that's off that bandana shit. Gotta get a little recap. What's going on last year? What's going on, folks? This is your boy. The host with the most. The Masapantan. The Biko Tape Boss. Himself. Mario Caballero in the place to be. What is good? This is episode number 69 of the Puro Caballero Show. Welcome in. And yeah, it's going to be a bit of a a show to reminisce and recap on. Also, shout out to this uh, Jelenade. That's good for my cataracts. Yeah, that show's fire. Um, Yeah, we're going to be recapping a little bit in terms of 2019 i'm gonna go over some favorites some favorite moments talk about that a little bit and yeah looking forward looking uh looking ahead it's 2020 now this is the first show of the new year so happy new year to everybody i guess uh didn't even have the really the holidays too so we've been taking off for a little bit i would have touched in for uh quick recap about a week ago but ended up catching some crazy flu i think which um if you're a co-worker of mine who got that my apologies that's on me um (laughs) i see a couple people coughing around the office and i was like oh shit i'm like just getting over it like today it is monday january the 6th i think yeah i've been back in town at least like a week eight days now something like that and yeah, pretty much I've been carrying that shit for for a while, so I've been battling it. Didn't really want to get up on here and sound all hoarse and coughing and stuff like that, cause that's that's a horrible episode. So so yeah, had to wait till the till the lungs was healthy uh, to get back to you. So yeah, still on the men, but keeping it moving. Uh, one thing I did. Uh, or was able to accomplish right before, like, I really got into the the heat of it, was I hit my 100th open mic, which was nice. Uh, didn't get a chance to go 
do one when I was back home for Christmas break. Uh, shout out to everybody I saw at Christmas. That was a, a fun time. I had a Christmas Eve on my mom's side of the family, which was nice. Got to see my Uncle George, my Nancy. Um, hadn't, hadn't seen them in a minute. And then, um, yeah, I got to see my four little cousins. Got to go hang out and play with them. That was fun. Youngest one, she, I think I saw her take her first steps. So that was kind of a cool moment. Um, yeah, they're like, uh, <laughs> um, my, uh, my Uncle Eddie's kids. Those two, those two look like little dolls, like you draw up, like little cartoons. Like, uh, something that's, uh, I gotta have a Daffy Duck cartoon or something of like a baby. <laughs> You'd see them. So, uh, I was hanging out with them. That was cool. And then also, my Aunt Patty and her husband Harrison. They're, uh, they got a precocious little one. And uh, Sophia. She's pretty damn smart. She's the one I think I've talked about on stage a couple of times about how she knows three different languages. She's like four years old. I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> like, I guess the uh, apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Both her parents are Harvard educated doctors. So there you go. Um, <laughs> talking about like uh, 99th percentile. We'll see if she gets... Uh, the Mensa test in the, in the in the future and all that stuff, but that'd be crazy. Nah, no pressure. Sophia's uh, uh, she's a little cutie too, and then uh, um, her little brother Andrew. Andrew's uh, getting to moving around now, so that was just a lot of kids moving around. <laughs> I think my grandma was having a good time playing with them. She's enjoying it. And, because, uh, yeah, after my little brother was born, it was just, like, us three for the longest. So it's kind of new, kind of interesting for the, the Christmas time. Got a little little gifts for all of them. So that's cool to be able to see that. They got to play with a whole bunch of stuff. As always, with like the the super young kids, most of the time they end up playing with the box more than they do the toy. So, so that was fun. A lot of good food. Had uh, I think we had pasta and like prime rib. The prime rib, I think, actually messed my stomach up. Um, I think I ate too much. <laughs> um, uh, didn't set me up very well for the next day. Which Christmas meal itself was pretty, pretty damn nice. So my dad's side of the family, they did both tamales and pozole. And my cousin made the pozole, and it was this, the green kind, which is rare, a little bit rare, I guess. Uh, he was saying it's a lot easier for him to prepare it, but that was bomb because it had he basically cubed up chicken, so it was like little chunks of chicken. Uh, my dad was complaining he didn't like it. It was cubed <laughs> because he wants, like, I don't know, bigger pieces or you want to be able to see like the the meat shredded or something. Anyway, it was hot as hell, and nobody really knew it and got like the heads up, cause my aunt Rosa, who was hosting for the air, apparently just told him to go ham on the uh, the 
the the peppers that he was gonna throw in there, and he just said okay, and he just he just did so, and it was perfect if you knew and you just had a little bit by itself. See, like what I do nowadays is I just tend to like let everybody get their full, and then I go serve myself, and I get like one big plate, and then just munch on that, <laughs> and then that's it. So then by the time people are coming back for seconds, I've already kind of you know made up for it i get a big plate you know and then i just like it's just efficient you know but like one of the advantages too is like people get to experiment with how like the food is like especially like hot stuff so everybody knew and warned me so as soon as i got it i was like all right perfect i don't need to put no more chilito into this or nothing no more like hot sauce or nothing to 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 make it hotter so i'm like all right cool so like that's uh also, I guess a recommendation or just a <clears throat> a tip of the day, if you ever go in and trying somebody else's like uh, type of spicy food, let other people try first, see how they react, and then go from there. All right, <laughs> everybody sometimes uh, sometimes people want to be a hero and just go whole hog on stuff like that, but no, man, you got to pace yourself. You got to be careful. So. Uh, yeah, thank you to, to all my cousins and aunts and uncles who tried that before me. And we're the guinea pigs. I appreciate it. Oof. It was delicious. Had a good time. And uh, got into random arguments. Sometimes you get into random discussions with the, with family members and stuff like that. Uh, <laughs> my cousin Jillian. We got into like a, a a ten minute discussion of 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 uh, why he thinks jumbo package sucks as a formation in the, in football like stupid shit like I'm like oh my god this is ridiculous, um, but yeah, that's a hill he will not die on ever. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was we had a good time. Uh, my cousin Rudy kind of hosting us we're chilling out in the garage we're playing a lot of video games and shit like back in the day also uh uh shout out to rudy he's got the the volcano vaporizer we smoked a bag or two and uh i gave uh my christmas present smoked a couple down out there that was cool um oh yeah had a Cousin uh, announced that she's pregnant. Congratulations to uh, to Angie. Um, yeah, that uh, also led to her father, my tío Gerardo, uh, taking shots with everybody, which was, according to my dad, the first time he'd seen him drunk in 15 years. So that's uh, it's been a minute. It's been a minute. Uh, yeah, we all took a toast and I got a cool picture from Instagram. Thank you. Thank you, Rudy, for taking that. Uh, everyone's saying, man, you try and be all great gaspy and shit like that. I was like, no, I just happened to be in the front. I don't know. Come in late to the photo. You just jump right in. And yeah, we had already taken our shots and everything too. So everyone's like, oh man, we got to take a picture now. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the mood. Anyway. I love my family. We had a good time. Uh, got to see my, I guess, second cousin, my cousin's kid. 
yeah, Ari, man, he's, uh, that kid's pretty tall now. I think he's, uh, as tall as me now. Pretty tall. Uh, his dad's like 6'2", 6'3". So, yeah, it's well within the possibility. So, we'll see. A little athlete playing soccer. He's got a real good left foot. It's so funny because uh, I was talking to his dad, and he was just like, he says he feels kind of guilty because he used to, growing up, he used to always feed his left foot. <laughs> so he would just get practice with his left foot more often. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, he's a left winger, left mid uh, <laughs> type player. It's pretty funny. Pretty funny. Hey, man. Whatever works, right? So, yeah, Christmas at a good time. Got to see a few friends and stuff like that. Um, we're going to get future guest, uh, my, my homie Devin. Uh, he says he wants to come on the show. I'm going to take him up on the offer. Um, got to kick him, Got to see him for a second. Uh, I'm trying to think who else. Saw a few others. Um, oh, yeah. Shout out to Will. Will Moffy. Ran to him at the bar. Had a good time there. I uh, just kept it low-key for the most part, to be honest. Didn't do too too much. Did want to go out and explore, but the only mode of transportation that I have is, like, kind of faulty out there uh, back home. It's only, like, spare car that, like, my parents will let me use is also, like, kind of not in commission. It was kind of weird. So... The transportation shit was a bit of a problem. Oh, yeah. Shout out to VJ, too. Kicked it with him. The homie David. Um, Over there in Lodi. Unfortunately, had a few family members who were in the hospital at the same time. No less. One was undergoing surgery. The other one was getting tested. Because he has, like, a certain disease or condition. That was kind of flaring up. So, yeah, that was <laughs> uh weird timing. It's two brothers, both my my grandma's siblings and great uncles, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I got big old family. I'm trying to roast my dad in the in the in the group chat. Oh shit! Uh oh, he's wearing all the patterns right now. <laughs> oh man, got, that old man style it doesn't even matter. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Yeah. So anyway, spend about what was it week or so back home and then yeah hit my 100th open mic like i was saying so i reached my goal for the year that i kind of modified halfway through (laughs) ran through 50 in a year got to 75 and then saw the finish line says fuck it i'm hitting 100 so boom did 100 i think i did the last one on the last day of the year if i'm not mistaken or the 30th 
I had a day or two to go. And I was like, fuck it. I'm doing it. I just needed to get it done, too, because, like I was saying, that sickness was coming on. And I just, I do not want to spare anybody that experience having to come on and touch the mic after me. Or just even breathe, be in the same, uh, breathing the same air and all that stuff. Because you do not want me coughing on you when that shit is coming on. Um, so, yeah. So, I had, haven't been on a mic since then. So, that's been kind of whatever. I'm going to try to, I'm going to go tomorrow. I got a ticket for Uncut Jams at LA Live. I'm going to watch the late show. and But before that, there's a couple of mics. I'm going to try to hit those. And then, yeah, make it a night. So, yeah. 100 open mics. And I don't know. Looking back on it, it's just like when I started it, it was just kind of whatever of a goal. It's just like let's just do it to try it because so many times it's just like I've said to myself, just, all right, there's things that you could do. It's just like, but if you want to do it, you got to go all the way. And a lot of times I do that cost-benefit analysis, and I'm like, is it worth the effort? And I always say that I always do that instead of just going for it or something, if it's something I enjoy or just um, am, some, am somewhat successful at or, you know, see some fruits to uh, the efforts. Because a lot of times I'll, like, do something and then kind of put it down and then come back to it, maybe, very rarely. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> this uh, this whole process has been, it's been interesting. It really has. Just kind of lo- learning and, and growing and um, keeping to push myself. I think after you know, finally hitting a target that you hit, sometimes there's a little bit of a lull. And I feel like I've been kind of in that, especially with dealing with that sickness that I've had. So on to like the next challenging part of trying to keep pushing and keep moving and doing more, more work, more comedy. Because some people, a lot of people have asked me, it's like, well, is it nerve wracking or has it gotten less since you go up? And it's definitely like anything. I mean, you do reps. You do uh, repetitions over and over again, and then eventually it just becomes second nature. So I'm still in the very much uh, the learning and growing stages, figuring out what works where and all that stuff. And and why. I don't even know if if the why is even necessary to ponder upon at this point. It's just a lot of um, trial and error, a lot of error, too. Just understanding my energy, cause uh, yeah, I can't. Uh, when I come too much, and sometimes I've come with not enough, or not the right amount, and at, uh, at different sets, and it's kind of showed. There's some where I felt like I've been real prepared, and other times where it's just been just going for it, and kind of you know, using a lot of stuff as practice and just kind of, and trying shit out. Not being afraid to kind of, you know, find a dead end. It's kind of like a puzzle. Or, you know, one of those video games where you just got to walk through a maze or something. 
you uh, can't be afraid to try all the different combinations because that's the only way you're going to figure it out at a certain point, right? So I've kind of figured that out a little bit in certain points in my sets. But I just got to keep working on getting that better and figuring out if, like, the exact style of how I've been doing it is necessarily the exact style of how I'm going to continue to do it, if that makes sense. Because I might need to, I don't know, try tinkering with some stuff. I think that's going to be kind of how I'm going to be using a lot of these mics coming up in the future until I get to some more of the books, book shows. So, uh, I guess it's now's a good time to say that I got uh, another group of shows coming up at the end of the month. That would be on the 26th, the 28th, and the 29th. First one at the Red Line at 9.30 on Sunday the 26th. Tuesday the 28th will be, I'll be at the Bang Bang Room. That show starts at 8. And on Wednesday the 29th, I'll be at the King Eddie. in uh, all at downtown L.A. Flyers up on my page. It's... Uh, not hard to miss at Puro Caballero. That's P U R O C A B A L L E R O for you, Gringos. Boom. Just like that. Um, but yeah, so I kind of feel like it's somewhat necessary to, for me to continue to have another goal similar to what I did this year. So I think that's kind of one of the things that was really big and what I discussed and talked about this time about a year ago so yeah (laughs) i think like i said before some of the people who kind of like inspired me to just even try it um gotta get my friend uh um my old co-worker uh gotta give him a big shout out hmm Freaking, uh, Jesus. Damn, I feel so bad. <laughs> Shout out to, to the homie Michael Gonzalez. Uh, um, I gotta hit him back up. See if he's doing any more mics down in uh, the Long Beach area. Because that's uh, an area I haven't really done too much. I haven't been branching out over that way. I feel like I, I can, uh, I need to try more different spots. That's another goal. Try to hit more spots. Different one. Branch out. I think a lot of people get comfortable in one environment. And it's cool to kind of switch it up to see see if you're if you're uh if you're good on a road game, you know? On uh neutral court home. Um Y'all know what I'm saying. It's a bad sports metaphor. You know what I mean. I gotta try it in different environments. Same material, different material. Just gonna try it out. Uh, so yeah, Long Beach one area I'm gonna be trying to do um, maybe a few more mics up in North Hollywood. I haven't done as many. I do have a goal this year though. I am trying to see if I can get on at least 25 book shows in a year in a calendar year. I think it's very doable, but a lot of that stuff's out outside of my control. I mean, I can definitely ask and submit stuff. 
but I don't want to get on too many bringer shows is the issue. So that means I got to do work and I got to have people uh, who are putting on these shows who want somebody like me on the show. So that means I got to be more, uh, I don't know if relatable, but I got to network a bit too. Uh, with the people who actually, you know, have a few things going on. So, it sucks being the person who's asking. So hopefully, at some point in the near future, it's more on the other side. It's people coming up and uh, wanting me on the shit. So yeah, shout out to JD Connors too. Um, he's got me on those three shows later in the year. I had a fun show at the Red Line that I did with him uh, last month that chopped up into some clips that you'll be seeing on my IG sometime in the near future. Going to try to get some editing on that shit. We'll see how it goes. See how it goes. So yeah, 100 open mics in a year. I think this year I want to say just get to 100 mics period see if i can maybe hit 150 200 i don't know but i think this year i'm not going to distinguish between the open mics and the book sets or maybe i should just hit it again maybe i should just do it open mics i'm still open to the interpretation on that one i haven't gone to the first mic year so i guess i have to decide by tomorrow so I guess by this time tomorrow, you'll probably see what I said, but I've been, yeah, pondering on that. So yeah, 25 book spots, I think is what I'm going to try to do at, at the minimum. Another thing I wanted to do, I think I'm confident enough in my material and my my performance anxiety. I think I can get that in level check enough to me uh, to go try to play some acts in front of some some more big boys. I signed up for the comedy store a couple times, didn't get on. I'm going to try for that a lot more. And then I'm going to also uh, try to go to the other clubs too, do some stuff. Try to go to the open mic at like the Ice House, Laugh Factory. I might go down to Long Beach. I know they got Laugh Factory down there. Shit, man, I'll do the open mic in La Jolla, I think, on Sunday nights. I might uh, bust a mission to go do that down there at some point in the future. It's like a two-hour drive. Nothing too crazy. It's a little bit of a mission. But, yeah, there's uh, I think they might have some, some other open mics at the other improvs. I want to say they have one here, the Hollywood Improv. So I'll, I'll have to double check on all that. Mm. So that's one one thing that I'm gonna I'm gonna try to do more regularly. Because to be honest with you, I kind of last year was very very hesitant to try to just you know go f- feet to the fire that quickly. Like I'm good enough to fail in front of a room of like 20 people, but if I'm failing in front of a, 
you know, in an establishment. Like, I don't want to dis disgrace the people who are there in the establishment, the people's time. Most people don't think that way. Uh, and they're just kind of like, screw it. I'm just going to go for it. But for me, I'm, I feel like playing the role, getting, getting that confidence right, and then going for it. And the other thing, too, is like a lot of my material, I think I need to turn around or update. I need to take a lot of fat that I've seen in my jokes and watching a lot of my clips. I need to be more efficient with my words because a lot of time I have a an idea of what I want to say but then I say a lot of pet words like you know what I'm saying or you feel me or you, you, you know or a lot of other things those are my ums and uhs some people have a repetitive thing that they kind of say sometimes to kind of fill in fill in those spots but with comedy, I can't use those. I can't fall back on them as much. And so that's something that I need to focus and get better on. So that's one thing. It's another another thing on the list um, of shit to do. Yeah. Uh, what else? What else? I had a, I actually did make a little mini list earlier in the day. Let me bust this shit out see what else i had mm, i wanted to see if i can put at least 12 clips up this year of some of my stuff see that's the thing too is like a lot of the material that i've done is just like not dated so i need to come up with new stuff and just keep it moving and so sometimes maybe putting this, the clips up on instagram i can maybe just kind of retire them Hang them up in the rafters kind of thing. Might still use some here and there for sure. The ones that are working. But I've had a lot of different deli like uh, setups and deliveries of different jokes. So I can get in through the front door, the, the side, the back door. Hop the, uh, jump in through the window. You know, I got different ways to get in to where I need to get into. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, yeah, that's that. Uh, let me think about the goals that I had last year. What else did I have? Oh, weight loss thing. Didn't quite get all the way down to where I needed to. I got to around 220. was the lowest I think I got. 218, 217 after some tough cardio. But couldn't maintain that. So, yeah, that's the goal still, 205. Weighed myself recently, I'm not going to lie. Uh, was sitting around like 223, 226-ish, that range, for a few weeks. And then the holidays got me, I'm not going to lie. I done fucked up and ate a bunch and was just gluttonous. Gluttonous. Anytime I'm back home too, it's just it's impossible to escape the food. <laughs> it's everywhere. It's like, oh my god, so good, so so good. So yeah, I'm like up over two thirty at the moment. So that's a twenty five pound goal. I want to tell myself to do it by my birthday, which is at the end of April. 
So that's going to be the target target. So I'm trying to hit this. I'm trying to get there. And I think I'm going to get close. I think I can do it. Just got to keep putting in the work. Uh, so, yeah, another goal of mine. I'm going to be try to run at least once a week, preferably outdoors, um, for at least like five miles or so. But if I got to do the treadmill, I'll do the treadmill too. So that kind of goes hand in hand. Um, I'm going to try to hit the gym at least twice, sometimes three times in a week, which I think I'm pretty consistent with. I've been, I was been able to, I was able to do that pretty well last year too so i think that's the goal just con to continue with that um yeah let's see gotta organize myself my room my life uh, i'm sitting in front of you with this table that has a whole bunch of crap on it that is completely unnecessary so i need to go through organize a lot of my stuff in my room my closet that kind of stuff i don't let the problems linger. I let a lot of stuff kind of sit around and then I wait to the last minute. The procrastination, that's always been something that I've been fighting. It's been it's been difficult, man. I'm human, I ain't gonna lie. That's that's one of my that's one of my weaknesses. My blind spots. Uh, I'm overconfident in myself and then I push that off <sighs> and then it becomes problems so yeah just let little things build and linger just need to like nip stuff in the bud and just kind of get it done with mm. yeah so Clean and organize. Definitely do that. Uh, let's see. One comedy clip a month. Make my bed more often. Definitely. Daily. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. It's not even fucking made. So that's one thing. Oh, get a bed frame. That's another thing. Get fucking um, that shit in check. It's been way too long. My fucking mattress has been lying on this ground. This is fucking not not the the best look. This is the most comfortable mattress I've ever fucking slept on. But damn. Need to be more presentable, Mario. Come on, man. Come on, man. So, yeah. Which leads to the next one. I probably get seven plus hours of sleep. That was one thing that I noticed last year. I was not getting a lot of as much sleep as I needed to. Still... That's another bad habit that I do. And I'll be pushing it getting to work too often because of that. So getting my shit done early, that's going to be a big, big, big thing in uh, 2020. Seven plus hours because I was getting a lot of nights, man, like five, six. Sometimes it was from after like doing the comedy and stuff like that so late. Some of that I think is just because I, I get my body into that that drinking, staying up, partying mode. So I have like a, a few drinks sometimes on occasion when I'm out there doing my shit. 
so yeah that's that's one thing this year definitely gonna get some some new mics to hook up to this recorder some xlr out mics and step up the production level of this show that'll be one thing i also said i wanted to do at least 30 more episodes this year which will bring the number to 99 31 gets me to 100 so yeah i'm trying to hit that milestone at some point later in the year I've always said I always wanted to do one per week, but I also don't want to push it if there's nothing to talk about at certain times. You know, sometimes you can take a break, so I don't I don't want to say that. And there's other times I'll do two in a week. I'll just do them back to back because shit happens. So, yeah, I think another thing I want to do, see if I can get more guests on here, but that also will come after I get some mics. Um, yeah, (laughs) I want to get some people that I've met in comedy to come on the show too. So talk to them about, about life. I kind of need to structure the show a little different, but I don't know. Maybe the unpredictability is what makes this shit what it is, right? So... This is the Puro Caballero show. It's all about whatever the fuck I want. So, you know what? I'll do it how I want. I'll do it how I want. So, yeah. Keep following your interests. I put that on there. Um, yeah. If I find a love life, that'd be cool, too. That would be dope. Put that up on on the list uh let's see what else here work on my savings account that is definitely another thing i think the all these go kind of hand in hand um let's see here also with the weight loss thing trying to fight it fit into these 36 inch waist jeans that i've been holding on to for a few years now so that's the goal this year. Get into them fucking clothes. Um, which would come if I stop eating after 10 p.m. That's it. That's my late eating, my snacking. That's what, what gets me. Especially when we get to like this time of the year, just eating all, all the sweets. Everything. Anything with sugar. Fucking put it on my plate, man. And I'm like gluttonous because I'll, I'll eat the whole bag. I'll eat everything. I eat it all up. So, yeah. Those are some of the goals I wrote down. I need to construct a better list. Put it up on my on my wall or something somewhere. Put it up on post-its. Something like that. I got this list that I made earlier in the year. I was getting really good with the list last year. And I was getting good with the, the little goal sheets. Usually put them up on post-its. And then I, I, I just crossing them out, taking them, tossing them onto the next one. I wrote one with all these freaking shows that I wanted to see at some point. And then I get horrible. I just haven't been really into watching a lot of this shit. But I finally watched Righteous Gemstones being so goddamn sick. Gotta see the new Rick and Morty. 
Let me knock this one off the list. That was a hilarious show. Hilarious ass show. Um, oh man, the lead actress, she's fucking hilarious. She killed me the last like couple of couple of episodes. Oh man. Oof, so good. She got Narcos Mexico. That was probably the next one on the list. Mines MC saw first season. I think the sex season's already out. High maintenance is already like four more seasons past where I'm at. Most of Spookies was good. And then I have a couple couple movies. Stop and see Avengers Endgame, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Ford vs. Ferrari, Us. Those were some of the ones I wanted to catch. Um, yeah, I'm going to go see Uncut Gems tomorrow, though. Mm, see how that goes. Uh, yeah, let me see here if there's anything else I want to talk about for my goals for the year before we can kind of get to the regular inner workings of the show. Mm. Yeah, I think last year it was good to experiment with stuff creatively. I think this year I kind of kind of need to continue that with another more focus I think on on the financials and stuff and getting my my financial life kind of in a better tangle in a better situation. So that's one thing. 2019 was very cool. Um it's it was it was good to me for the most part. I've had some struggles of some years living over here in LA since moving out and yeah, it was a bit reassuring of a few things. It was tough at times for sure. It was up and downs couple different gigs and whatnot so uh yeah just learning and growing moving forward knowing what to do what not to do in certain situations um yeah just trying to be true to who I am not trying to be uh, too much of a phony out here, which is a difficult thing to do from time to time. Just to be authentic. Um, yeah, so a couple of the things I've kind of learned. We're all struggling in this life, in this world, in one way or the other. Might as well at least pursue something while you're doing it. Whatever that is, man. I've, like, when you're doing, in the middle of, like, doing something creatively or, you know, just having an outlet, then you become more appreciative of the people who are really great at Whatever they do, whatever their craft is. Because you're like, I'm trying to do this thing that seems very simple in principle. But in execution, in follow through, it's not always that, that easy as, you, as it seems. And so, 
Yeah, man. I don't know where I'm going with this. <laughs> this shit fucking... This fucking weed's got me. Got me on a new one. On another tangent. Yeah, I'm just gonna keep trying to... Keep on keeping on. Keep pushing. I think... Like I said, when I started, I was just kind of... If you're gonna do comedy, then something comes of it, cool. If nothing comes of it, then whatever. I think at this point, some stuff's already come from it, man. I've gotten... Uh... Just that uh, that confidence of knowing that I've had people enjoy some of my stuff. I've had some good laughs with people, and yeah, that uh, that kind of comic community and stuff like that's not the biggest. Still, a lot of people trying to do it, but you see the people who are really out there grinding and putting in work. And doing it, and so I like to say I've become pretty friendly with the with the with the handful of guys. So that'd be cool. Just keep that moving, grow that uh, that network a little bit bigger. Mm, I've already like kind of been f- friendly with some people who are not friendly with other people I'm cool with. You know what I'm saying? So you start to see the little clicks and the the people who are put off by certain crowds and different type of shows and whatnot so i'm open i guess it's kind of like back growing up in middle school and elementary school i'm open to hanging out with like almost with a good wide swath a variety of different type of people you know as long as they're cool kicking it with me type of thing, so, uh, yeah, I often saw that shit, <laughs> little politics shit, it's the same clicky kind of stuff, it happens, uh, naturally, I mean, it is what it is, so, I've seen a couple different little crowds and, and different type of, uh, vibes of, some of the uh, different folks out here. It's not too crazy, but, you know, kind of seen it a little bit here. I guess as farther uh, along I go, I'm going to probably run into a lot that kind of little stuff more and more often. So I guess for me, probably notate myself to this to myself at the moment. Be on the lookout for that shit. So... You know, just got to play the field, politicking and all that stuff. It is what it is. Especially if I'm trying to reach that goal. I'm trying to get on, on those book gigs, man. Put me on your show. If you're listening to this, I will do your podcast. I will do as many episodes as you need. Um, <laughs> I don't even need you to do mine. I don't give a damn. Y'all hear the low, the low budgetness. Mm, lack of editing. Just running it raw. Um, yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> Where am I going? I don't even know. I'm talking around in circles. Uh, should we keep it moving? Uh, 2019, thank you. Let's move on to 2020. That 2020 vision, you feel me? Uh, but yeah. 
Kept it 100 with them open mics. What's up? What's up? All right. Oh, yeah. One of the funny moments that happened at Christmas, man. Happened in relation to this dude, Eddie Murphy, man. Back at SNL. I don't know if you guys got a chance to watch that episode. I thought it was pretty damn good. Um, Should have maybe used him for the cold open. You went on some political stuff just because Trump uh, had his, uh, I guess, impeachment proceedings and move forward so that was news worthy so the last episode of the year they decided to bring alec baldwin back and did a whole skit i get it it was all right um but it's like you got eddie murphy man come on let that man breathe let him have a opening sketch so they didn't let him do that which was not cool but the rest of the episode was pretty good Brought back a few of the old OG characters. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Robinson's Neighborhood. That was a good one. I really enjoyed that one. Uh, he brought back Gumby, which was pretty hilarious, too. And he brought a, a couple of them back. I cannot remember off the top of my head. But, yeah. The funny moment, though, that happened at Christmas was uh, his Black Jeopardy sketch. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, man, that show was hilarious. They played that in front of the whole family. That was like the only sketch they saw, and they didn't even play nothing else. It was after my cousin Julian showed this video he made. He made basically like a TikTok video, uh, put it up on YouTube of him lip-syncing this Brad Paisley song. Uh, dedication to his wife of nine years. So, yeah, it was like him and the rest of his... Uh, um, uh, crew, um, I guess, <laughs> there at the, the fire station, all the, the fellow firefighters, co-workers, all that, they, uh, yeah, so yeah, they put the video together, and he was just, like, playing this cheap ukulele or something like that, it was, it was pretty entertaining, I'm not gonna lie, <laughs> I saw him put it up on his Instagram before, earlier, it was pretty good. Uh, so uh, I was telling him like man you'd be famous on TikTok in no time and he's like man what the heck is that <laughs> I was like laughing on Instagram it's pretty funny so yeah Eddie Murphy came back that was really cool that was a good moment he's having a good little stretch Dolomite was a good movie and apparently working on stand up or will be in the near future. So we shall see how that one goes. I'm rooting for him. I think he's still hilarious. Still pretty damn good. And yeah, we'll see, man. We'll see what Eddie. All right, let's uh, move on to some other highly anticipated news. Uh, in the entertainment world, got the Irishman that ended up dropping in December. Um, yeah, I'm gonna say it was a pretty good movie. I enjoyed it. I saw it one time through. I'm not gonna lie, I did fall asleep uh, while trying to watch it the first time, and had to watch it the second time. Spoiler alert, right here. I fell asleep at the part where Sebastian Maniscalco's character got 
freaking merch just brah, just lit up in that in that uh that restaurant scene oh man where uh de niro just comes in and just pow 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 pow, pow just like um gives him the business pretty much i think he shot him in the gut and he's stumbling outside and bang bang hits two to the back of the head if i remember correctly the one thing that was getting me was the freaking cgi and the craziness man the craziness that's uh that was a that was pretty interesting so i think what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna split this up i ain't gonna talk about none of the sports shit until later in the week nfl playoffs just happened so we're gonna push a lot of that talk back all right so we'll just catch you up on a few news and notes and then yeah we'll give you a little bit more of a recap of some of the my top moments of 2019 because i guess i suck with this recap shit being all personal i love you to be like you gotta pursue your dreams man do all that shit dude even in los angeles man you gotta freaking just go for it dude that's what i fucking sound like right now some <laughs> you just you know manifest your fucking thoughts and eventually you'll fucking succeed it's all within the god's plan all that stuff we got there ain't no guns. Guns are figment of your imagination. Uh, your manifestation of a human condition, bro. All that shit. It's fucking hot happy. <laughs> That's what I'm sounding. Sound like crazy. Um. Yeah. What am I doing? Irishman. Oh yeah. Back to the Irishman. <laughs> Talk about a tangent. So yeah. The CGI. That was crazy because Pesci. De Niro and Pacino's characters were all at different ages uh, throughout the movie. Um, uh, uh, Joe Pesci's character was the oldest and eventually died of old age. And by the end of the movie, holy shit, he looked decrepit. They did a good job of aging the fuck out of him. Like, like, fast forward. Like, this bull was, like, on death's door getting wheeled around uh, inside the prison. That was crazy to me. That was pretty damn insane. So, uh, watch it just for that. I think it was uh, storyline is it's really long drawn out, but it has that effect because it it, it helps cement the relationship and the bond these dudes had, uh, like with each other. You know how crazy that is. Uh, <laughs> this that the Irishman was just down there uh, and became close with Jimmy Hoffa which is Pacino's character and just seeing how that relationship started and eventually ended at the end um I don't know too much I guess about the history of of all that so I can't uh go ahead and say what my thoughts are historically but I thought the movie was very entertaining I thought I did a good job of you know showing how different uh inner workings of like the of politics and and uh all that thuggery were just you know going hand in hand back in the day and then it it fed a lot of the political conspiracies as well in regards to the connection with jimmy hoffa and with jfk and how that administration got into office but then also did the opposite and yeah uh 
why I guess JFK got assassinated too. Like there's some, there's been a lot of different uh, connections that have led to people in the mob. So that was very cool to see that those topics kind of touched upon and explored a bit in the movie. And that's kind of a lot of affecting a lot of like America. And what's crazy too is just like how big the unions were back in the day. And, you know, what Hoffa was like representing to the people versus what he, you know, represented to his underground world. It's very fascinating. Very, very fascinating. I was uh, interested in that shit. But, like, it takes a minute for you to kind of get over the uh, the de-aging effects that they kind of do on De Niro at the beginning because they make him look the youngest in the, the whole movie. They had him playing, like, in his 30s and 40s or something when they first introduce him. And then they just play him up through pretty much modern day and then fast forward a bit because this character supposed to be a bit older it's like in his 90s or something by the end of it when he's recanting his story so yeah it was it was interesting not i mean obviously if you're going to compare it to all the other scorsese flicks that uh are in the canon casino i have not seen the whole thing so i can't comment on that but obviously they're going to talk about um, you know, Goodfellas, because that's like the OGest of the gangster flicks from that kind of that kind of run that's had that uh, has come out in the last what forty years. I mean, Goodfellas is up there. So if you're gonna compare it to that, then yeah, it's gonna fall short. But if you're gonna compare it to the, to what the median standard is, it did it. It did a good job. It's just very long, very very long. But I don't think that the aging was too bad. I don't think it was too too bad. The only couple of times was when he had a guy who was uh, younger, or was supposed to be in his younger age, like move around and stuff, and you could tell some of the actors they couldn't move around like they needed it needed to like the Nero changing the the tires in the beginning of the movie or whatever what was he working on the engine or something I think that's what it was he looked like old ass man <laughs> like the way his character was moving like the way it looked it, may, it might have been convincing but this dude was looking stiff so <laughs> you know makes sense considering it was Robert De Niro, man, that dude is, that is up there in age. Alright, um, yeah, another, I guess I really got to mention this, because I don't know how much time we got left, but, yeah, apparently we attacked a Iranian uh, military commander in Iraq, and now we got beef with Iran. And now there's a potential other war conflict going on. 
And this is a decision that the Trump administration make, made without consulting Congress. And yeah, that's uh, this is gonna be messy. So, oof, a lot of people making jokes about World War Three coming up. I don't know. I really do hope not. I really hope hopes not. All right. So, uh, I got no beef with no Persians. Okay. Uh, ain't no Persians call me no spick. <laughs> I'm trying to trying to do that Ali reference. You feel me? Um, that quote. Uh, <laughs> ain't no Viet Cong. Y'all, y'all know. Y'all, y'all know what it is. Um, yeah, that's an interesting one. I'm still. Getting myself educated and caught up on all the reactions and stuff like that. So I will hold off too much comment. But that shit's scary, man. The fact that shit's popping off and now that's leading to some potential dangers for some other people. Some Americans abroad, That would might that's some, some negative consequence I've already seen. Um, the fact this happens without a lot of uh briefing to other um personnel prior to this going down which may have helped the operation but obviously didn't allow for everybody to be fully prepared for what was 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 going on because when this news dropped it was kind of like oh shit so hmm fucking a Crazy, crazy, crazy. Let's see. Um, what else? Oh, yes. On a lighter note. Um, yeah, we're talking about Adam Sandler, Kim Garnett, on Uncut Gems. I'll talk about them a little later in another future episode after I see the movie tomorrow night. But they did very good on the Simmons podcast. I heard that one. That was pretty dope seeing KG, hearing KG, um, Safety Brothers, they were, they were on the, uh, Waterboy rewatchables, that was a cool one, so yeah, I'm excited for that movie, alright, moving forward, uh, Donald Trump got edited out of the Home Alone 2 broadcast by the Canadian Broadcasting Company, the CBC, that aired over the holidays, and this fool was pissed off about them, talking about anti-Trump bias and all this stuff like that, when apparently the CBC had made an edit of this movie prior to this dude even becoming a candidate to run for office. They had chopped him out of it. And it was the movie version that was fit for time, you know, so they edit a couple scenes out and whatnot. So, yeah, his scene was pretty non-essential, to be honest with you, with the movie. So they just moved it kind of right along. But, yeah, this fool got pissed off this year. He just noticed it. I think people on Twitter kind of directed him to it, as most shit happens. So, yeah. All right, let's move on forward. Uh, I was reading this article about Boeing at a capsule 
uh, launches into the wrong orbit and ended up skipping the, the, the International Space Station. And so they had to, like, abandon it, not abandon it, but have it uh, come back down to Earth. And I think when I was reading the article, they said they didn't know if, like, the coordinates were going to be correct when they send it back either, too. So it's like, eee, get that bitch land over water. So, yeah, good to know your corporate dollars going hard to work on failed launches. That's not cool. So NASA's trying to make the space exploration into, like, private enterprise. So all these companies are jumping out there. So, man, the fact that Boeing is one of these companies is, like, troublesome considering that they got to fucking put their shit on the stuff that's going down on Earth first with their damn planes. And you get that shit straight. See, because I know SpaceX is one that's been sending a lot of uh, a lot of shit into space. And who else? Um, what's Amazon's? The Amazon guy. What's his freaking name? Uh, Origin One, what is it? Oh, shit. Um, fuck. Uh, Jeff Bezos. Oh, what's the name of his space? Space. Blue Origin. That's the one. Yeah. His space company. His fool's got rockets. And you go up. Yes. So, yeah. Boeing. Get your shit right, man. Launch your shit correctly. Come on, man. We need you, we need you guys to step the shit up. Oh, man. Like, I know. Like, I know what the fuck's right. <laughs> shit. But yeah, like I was saying, Boeing had more issues with Bo- with their 737s that got brought up internally. Apparently, they were a lot of pilots and a lot of or a lot of people who were within the company who had concerns about it. But Boeing pushed forward with releasing the the model a few years back. Two of them eventually ended up crashing, going missing over a few months and. Yeah, so now none of the 737s have been flying until they, you know, could ensure that that shit was pretty cool. So, yeah, not possible. Let's see here. We had a 17-year-old girl who snuck into a $2 million plane in Fresno. She started the engine of the plane and ended up crashing the plane into an airport building. So, damn, man. First off, how the hell did she sneak in there? And why? What the hell was she doing? Two million dollar plane. What's it doing in Fresno? So many questions. So many questions. I don't know. Um, I don't think they have very many answers when I was reading the news article. Let me see if anything new has come up. Girl crashes plane in Fresno.
Let's see what Google search that comes up to. Yeah, she breached the Fresno Yosemite Airport in France and crashed a plane. Uh Ooh, damn, I got a video of it. Dun 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 bum 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 Uh Airport Airport Maintenance Building King Air two hundred Jesus she had the pilot's headset on. She's disoriented. Began to move and pivot. Did not become airborne. Uh, yeah. This is the charges. Theft of an aircraft. Uh, and that's pretty much it. No domestic terrorism attempts. 17, man. What the fuck? Gotta protect your damn planes, man. What the fuck? All right, moving on. Speaking of nefarious acts, a bank robber in Rockport, Illinois, uh, was holding a bank employee hostage, right? You know, he had his, like, six-hour standoff with the police inside this, uh, this bank, pretty much. So one employee got, was hostage out of the six who were working there, I believe it was. This uh, 39-year-old woman. This fucking uh, freak sexually assaults her during the six-hour standoff, which eventually ended. And they take the guy in, and they find out the gun that he has was a goddamn pellet gun. Holy fucking shit. This dude tried to rob a bank with the pellet gun you think we have confidence going up on stage and shit this motherfucker was literally I don't know what the punchline is to the joke this <laughs> fool was trying to kill it thought he was killing it yeah a pellet gun though I wonder how they found out. Just pop out. Did she resist and just get shot up in the face a couple of times? <laughs> I don't really know. I feel sorry for the lady, though. That sucks. That's got to be the ultimately like worst scenario for somebody who works at a bank. Oof. And I'll go over that shit and... HR training, man. Oh, my God. It's ridiculous. Dude only had a pellet gun. Jesus, I need to think of some jokes to this shit. This is a fucking crazy story. Oof. Oh, my goodness. A fucking pellet gun. So yeah, this place was over by Chicago, uh, like an hour and a half away from Chicago, I think, west. Rockport, Illinois. Look it up. This is a real story. Real shit happened. Alright, sad story. I got a report about Saudi Air Force trainee killed three sailors at Pensacola, Florida, U.S. Navy base. Um, 
he was uh, retaliating. Apparently, this dude was thought he said he was getting bullied because the guys were saying that he had a quote unquote porn stash. That's what they would call him, porn stash. So this Saudi guy, right, who's uh, in the country being trained at a U.S. base, goes gets his hunting license in the state of Florida, which apparently is easy to get and acquire, which allows him to purchase a small handgun to fend off small rodents. Smaller, medium-sized rodents. So that's how he required acquired a handgun. He goes up onto the Navy base, ends up shooting and killing three sailors on there. So yeah, he's, he had a hunt. Uh, there's a hunting license loophole, and it's freaking sad, man. Three military members getting shot and killed for something that was completely, I think, pretty avoidable because it's. Very difficult for somebody who's an international uh, within the United States to purchase a firearm legally. And so, yeah, apparently this is not the first time this has happened. I think there was another case. It wasn't, I don't think it was in Florida. It was somewhere else where there was another similar loophole that led to a shooting. So, Shit's crazy, man. That shit's crazy. Uh, let's see here. I do know that there was a story that happened recently. I haven't read the, the full article, but it was about how there was somebody going to go shoot up a church, and there was like one or two people who were armed in the church who ended up shooting the kid, the combatant. And protecting the people who were in there, which was best case scenario, I guess. Uh, for people who are the pro-gun side of the arguments. So, yeah, that's very serendipitous situation there. And one of those that kind of goes in the the opposite end of the argument where it's like, oh, yeah, that does make sense. That part of it does make sense. So it's just sad that people are just shooting up places of worship. That's the that's the horrible part about it. Let's fix that. Oh, man. All right. On that note, another story. 50,000 guns turned into New Zealand Authorities after assault weapon ban that came about following the attack that they had at the mosque, uh, at a mosque shooting back in March. Very, very deadly, very unfortunate circumstances on that one. So, yeah, I just want to say, poof, it's 50,000 guns that were turned in. 50,000. Obviously, their culture is a lot different. But is it? Is it that different? This whole, I don't know, everyone needs to be armed type of thing is just, it's a little embedded 
more so in like the the fabric of the identity of a country in this in this nation than more so than most others I'd say so I got some country up like up, uh, rough and tumble folk over in New Zealand but damn but yeah that was just a ban on assault weapons I wasn't even bans on complete firearms so uh they haven't had any mass shootings I think in that in that country since then if I'm not mistaken so that's that's the good news uh let's see here new Nazi party in Italy um what the hell was that um I do remember reading this off uh What the heck was this article? <clears throat> Alright, so it looks like town police raided the homes of 19 people trying to organize a new Nazi party. That's fucking crazy, man. Uh, damn, all the way from Sicily to Northern Italy. Everybody. Um... Jesus, Italian social national socialist war party of workers. Jesus, bunch of Adolf shit swastikas. Hmm. They had links with extremist groups in Britain, France, and Portugal. Uh, had a huge stash of weapons, including air-to-air missile linked to far-right extremists. That was in July. Ooh, two other Nazi sympathizers were arrested on suspicion of planning to attack a mosque. My goodness. Mm, 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 mm. It's craziness. Mm, mm, mm. Wow. Craziness, craziness. Mm. Got Nazis going on, possibly another world war. What is going on here? What's going on in the world? What's wrong with the world, mama? Uh, what else we got? What else we got? Oh, saw that Willie Nelson, longtime advocate for marijuana, finally putting down the pot. Uh, yeah, if he never smokes another doobie again. He's done enough for uh, the uh, the stoner culture to turn that kind of perception. Um, uh, let's see, kind of on its heels, I guess, being a successful person. Uh, let's see. It says he stopped smoking because it almost killed him. Because uh, he had health and breathing issues. Um, let's see. I've abused my lungs quite a bit in the past. So breathing is a little more difficult these days. And I have to be careful. He's 86. He had to postpone his to- uh, tail end of his tour in August due to breathing issues. He resumed the tour the next month. 
smoked soda. And see, the bark went from that to cigarettes to whatever, and that almost killed me. Uh, I don't smoke anymore. I take better care of myself. Yeah. Wow. Um... Yeah, he's still working, man. This fool's crazy. Willie, oh man, Willie Nelson. Uh, yeah, I guess he's still using weed. Well, he's not smoking. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think that's the work going on here. Come on, time.com. Fucking load. You got the ads. You got no article. That's not cool. <clears throat> Snopes. Did Willie Nelson quit smoking weed? Fact checked by Snopes Mixture. Stop. Here we go. Billboard.com. Uh, da 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 da. He hasn't given up cannabis. She points out there are different ways to consume it. That said, Willie really does what he wants when he wants when it comes to smoking. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. That's the whole story there. Pretty interesting. So, yeah. Like I say, if he never smoked another joint in his life, he's really done a lot to kind of put put that image on the map. So shout out to old man Willie. All right, let's see another other news. Fifteen tons of coke got found in Uruguay. Uh, I want to say last week, two weeks ago, something around something like that. In Montevideo, the port of Montevideo. There was four shipping containers. They only opened one of them, and that's what they estimated. If the other three were had the same, it'd be 15 tons of coke. If they piled up the net worth, it'd be $1.3 billion worth of cocaine. That was headed to, not the United States, not Asia, not Europe, Africa. <laughs> that shit was headed to the, to the west coast of Africa. And then from there, probably matriculate its way up to Europe and the other far reaches of the world. But god damn, that's a shit ton of cocaine. That shit was crazy. Found them in huge shipping containers. This shit's international, man. It goes big. Probably still dropping the bucket. <laughs> this is what's crazy. That's what the crazy, the crazy truth about it is. Mm, that stuff's flooding everywhere. It's the world, man. It's the whole world. Yeah, like the drug routes and the drug trades through the world. It's just. They're everywhere, man. Mm. Oh, shit. Might be just dropping my phone.
falling everywhere. Damn, man. Billions of dollars worth of coats. Being able to see that. You want to jump. There's so many bricks. So many bricks. That's so many bricks. Oh, man. What were they hidden as? I'm trying to remember what they were hidden as. Uh, 15 tons of cocaine. Let's see. Cocaine. Yeah, I'll spell it right. Oh, 16 tons. 16.5. My, my apologies. Oh, no. That was in Philly. That was at a Philly terminal. Hold on. Uh, this one more than one billion C's. Yep, here we go. One point three billion. They found one point five tons later on a ranch. Uh, soy flour. That's what it was. I was open and inspected. More than 3,000 bricks. Jesus Christ. Yeah, so they just extrapolated the, the numbers. And they're like, alright, more than three keys. Um, times four. It's like 12 keys. You do the math. The da, 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 carry the decimal. 1.5 billion dollars. 1.3. That's fucking insane, dog. Oh my god. In Uruguay of all places. In Uruguay of all places. Oh man. That's just crazy. Alright. A couple more things. We'll give you a recap of some of my favorite things of the year. And yeah. Keep it moving. Uh, Whitney Cummins reported to HR for saying Merry Christmas, apparently. I don't know. This was some real shit. People need to fucking grow up. Merry Christmas? Are you serious? Are you serious? Is you serious? She said it's an intern, apparently. Uh, 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 Last year, she was, yeah, I was working on a TV show. Uh, Come back June 6th, HR calls me and they're like, hey, we need to talk to you. One of the interns is pissed off that you said Merry Christmas. So I don't even care how your Christmas was. It's just a formality (laughs) when you say when you leave. Uh, Damn. <laughs> and they're like, well, all right, well, do I get to say something else? Do you celebrate anything else? And he's like, no, they're agnostic. <laughs> he's like, no, 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 you don't get to say that. You don't get to do that. Uh, Jesus. Jeez. Ridiculous. Oh, my goodness. Anyway, anyway, so yeah, that was Whitney. Mm. 
<clears throat> oh, yeah, I think I wanted to talk about my favorite. I want to talk about some of my favorite albums for the year. That's always a big list when people want to talk about. Um, you heard one of them off the jump. I think Bandana was very amazing. Uh, a couple of the people who I think stand out just in general for the year. Give shout outs to definitely Freddie Gibbs and Mad Lib. Them two off the jump for Bandana. Denzel Curry had a very good album, Zoo, that came out earlier in the year. Very hype. Uh, I, I fuck with the Denzel Curry vibe. Um, moving on from there, there was also ASAP Ferg, who had floor seats, which I enjoyed. Full comes with bangers. Uh, I like the vibe. The, the aggressiveness really puts that in in his music gives it to you makes you feel it which I fucked with I fucks with that heavy uh some other guys Pilo Shine I was a fan of that that was a good good album uh he had some light the little mini EP beforehand that had a lot of the songs I had like a three four of the songs that were up on the album Mm, very good, very good there. Uh, E40 had another album. This is Practice Over Paper, I believe. Paper Over Practice. What is it? What the fuck was it? Mm. So yeah, I gotta do my thing, listen to that shit. Let's see. A lot of people had Tyler the Creator high up on their list. I saw him. I saw Ariana Grande's album high up there. Young Thug. Oh, the baby. Baby on baby. That shit was fire. I ain't gonna even lie. That shit had some bangers too. The baby, one of the breakout artists of the year, uh, in the rap game. Let's see. We got Billy Eilish. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh Mustard. DJ Mustard. That dude fucking uh Oof. He had some fucking some bangers on there. Baggots in the face. That was a good one. Perfect Ten. That was his album. Pure bangers. Ballin'. That was a good one. Roddy Rich. Uh on God. Hundred bands. Hundred bands. Hundred bands. Uh, 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 uh. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Pure Water's a good one. There's a bunch of bangers on that shit. That shit was fucking dope. Danny Brown's album, you know what I'm saying? That was a good one, too. Check! That was freaking uh, Danny going into his old man flow. I fucks with it. He's up in his, like, uh, um... His little own little universe, little bubble in the rap game, just kind of chilling off to the side, you know. You know what I'm saying? Just doing his thing. Oh, how did I forget Schoolboy Q's Crash Talk? That was another good one, too, man. Schoolboy had a shit ton of bangers on that one, too. As always, I'm always hyped for, for when Schoolboy drops. 
and like Ferg drops when they get new music coming out it's always a it's always a fun time so those those were some good ones I'd say let me see this Crash Talk album pull this shit up here uh, uh let's see boom obviously uh Num Num Juice is dope Lies with Ty Dolla Sign and YG. That's a, a little bit of a different one. So then, uh, Schoolboy fucking goes off on that one. Floating with 21 Savage. That was up on a bunch of uh, commercials for like the NBA in the summertime. Last playoffs and shit. That was cool. Uh, the Kid Cudi assistant song was pretty mellow. It was pretty dope. Dangerous. I don't got that water. Got little baby on there. Uh, yeah, some dope ones on here. Gang, gang, all that shit. This shit goes hard. Shout out to um, that crash talk. All right, let me see what else. Anybody else? I forget. Oh, I didn't get a chance to listen to Two Chains album. I heard Burner Boys is really good. Uh, I'm just kind of scrolling through Complex's list as I see here. Toro y Moi. Got, nope, didn't do that. I heard a lot of people have Lana's there. There's Denzel. Let me see. Uh did listen to the Dreamville album that came out. Had some good ones. Let's see. I keep looking at these lists. I don't fucking know. Uh, 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 uh. Oh, yeah. Big shout out to, to O3 Greedo, too. He had that Netflix and Deal, the one with Kenny Beats. I was had some good ones on there. Uh, Disco Shit and Maria are my two favorite off of that one. Those go hard. That whole album's cool. Um, O3 Greedo's what? It's a, it's a cold this summer. It's like still cold. In the oh, what is it? Fucking what was the name of that album? Still summer in the in the projects. That one. That one has some good ones on there too. So those, both of those came out in twenty nineteen. Uh. Yes. Yeah, so we'll see what's up with Greedo. Moving forward. So yeah, he's got 28 years in prison. We'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see what the fuck happens. <laughs> Greedo's crazy. Uh, let's see. Da, 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 da. Ba, 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 ba. Oh, Fly Low. He had a Flamagra. That album came out. That was cool. Uh, uh, Bad Bunny and J Bobbin. They had uh, Oasis, which which was solid. It was solid, solid. Good, good music. Some people are a little, little disappointed, a little underwhelmed, but man, needs to chill. 
Let's see. I got to listen to that Gold Link album. But, uh, Gold Link got to some shit with Anderson Pack. I don't know what that was about. What was that about? Talking shit about fucking Mac Miller and shit? That wasn't cool. It's not cool. Let's see, Kanye. Alright, that's cool. That's cool with that list. We're fucking over that one. Mmm. Oh, I had a Thizzler thing. Boom, yeah. Oh, yeah. Practice Mix Paper. Um, Haiti Baby, Welcome to the Nine. That was a good one. Larry June's Out the Trunk. Mozzie's Internal Affairs. It's funny even put up Shine up on here on the Thizzler for Album of the Year. Call it consideration. Haiti Baby, Welcome to the Nine. Shout out to Haiti, to Haiti Baby out of Stockton. Uh, I forgot some some slappers on this shit. His uh, process for how he gets his music and stuff is out there, man. Fucking out there. Sweetie, my type. One slap of the year. Producer of the year was P-Lo. Jeezy for itching all black blue face and YG West Coast. Music video of the year. Uh, director of the year, Adrian Per. Mozzie got uh, Artist of the Year, Guap Dad 4000, Saweetie and All Black. All Black kept doing this thing. I said Lil Bean won Rookie of the Year. I don't know. There's so many of these damn new acts, man. I fucking know, man. Alright, depending how far you go back, I see they had a, uh, uh, Por Siempre, the Bad Bunny album. I finally figured out X is Por Siempre Forever. That album came out late last year so it depends I see it on some lists that one was up there let's see what's the top 5 load previous let's see the baby baby on baby baby on baby baby on baby ah alright I'm done I'm over this I'm over it Obviously saw a lot of music. Coachella was fun this year. Going to see George Clinton Parliament Parliament Funkadelic was fun. Going to see Killer Cam was cool. Started I saw Larry June at the beginning of the year. That was awesome. I really wish I could would have got to see uh uh Mad Lib and Freddie Gibbs. That would've been fucking dope, but fuck man. Oh, yeah, the new Coachella lineup got dropped. I feel like I shouldn't even break it down today because it's fucking too much to get into. Too much to get into. We'll talk about that next episode. I'm going to ask Alan. I'm going to tease this next episode. So the next one is going to be primarily sports-based, but I'll ask Alan about his thoughts on the on the Coachella lineup. Um, so, yeah, NFL playoffs is going on. I'm going to talk to Alan uh, about his Vikings, who made a very impressive performance. Uh last week against the Saints in the Superdome able to get it done they'll be taking on the 49ers I'm going to get the other perspective I'm going to call up the homie Devin and get his thoughts on the team 
He's been to every game this year. He knows what's up. He's watched all the games. He knows that team in and out. So I want to hear his thoughts on how SF will be doing. Uh, let's see here. So yeah, that's a that's called a tease, folks. That's called a tease. Uh, fifty best albums. What is, what else are we doing here? Are we done with that? Are we done with that? Uh, 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 show full article R here. That's what I wanted. Yeah, everyone's got Billie Eilish hella high up here. Santana. Ooh, I listen to that one. Hundred gex, thousand gex. That one was was good. The indie rock shit. I just, I don't know. I don't know, mean. I don't know, mean. All right, let me close these. Favorite acts of the year. Uh, Kid Cudi was awesome. Oh man, Polo and Pan, Kaytranada, YG. Fucking amazing. Bad Bunny. Even though I was on Mushrooms, it was very entertaining. People told me later that apparently he he cut his shit short. People were upset about that. I obviously had no recollection and understanding of the concept of time. That shit was flat as fuck. You know, just living in the present. So, yeah. Uh, who else? Who else is up there? Didn't go to as many underground shit shows. Not as many this year. But hey, it happens. It happens, man. All right. What the fuck else? Um. What else did I like? Watch Barry. That was very cool. Righteous Gemstones finally finished that. That shit's hilarious. Uh, I don't know. I don't know, man. Everybody has their own shit that they like. I'm all over the place. I don't watch a lot of comedy specials. I'll tell you that. Bill Burr's was hilarious. I'll say Dan Soder's was really good. I'll say Dave Chappelle's was really, really good. Um, I just watched Ronnie Chang's recently. That was that one dropped recently. That was really good. Um, what else? I saw Rami Youssef's. That was on high on a lot of people's lists. I can understand. It was entertaining. I don't know if it was as funny. It was entertaining for sure. Yeah, Gary Goldman's The Great Depression. I got, yeah, that one was funny. That one hit it close to home, man. I just watched that one yesterday. That one was a little, little much for me. But that's Gary. That's Gary Goldman's. This is his style. Dude went through some traumatic shit, man. Just keep battling that depression, man. I understand. So, um, who else? Fire in the Maternity Ward. That was a hilarious special. Jesselnick was just amazing, amazing. So that shit was hilarious. 
the what else um who else special lil rel howry live from crenshaw i got to see this week being all sick and shit like that couldn't go nowhere that's a pretty damn impressive stand-up i'm not gonna lie the way they shot it was very interesting they shot it in crenshaw high school's basketball auditorium which has a whole a wall that's like a plexiglass a lot of light coming through so as the set's progressing the light's getting uh dimmer and dimmer and the shadows and like the the surroundings of like every shot of him became a little bit different than it was like a minute earlier so it kept, it changed the vibe and the mood of the of uh of the special man the setting it's funny because like this fool little rel was talking like about some real personal like families well most people consider like traumatic events and stuff like that some deaths and losses and he was just making some f- funny ass observations and shit man it's fucking hilarious Oh man, I'd recommend to go uh people to go watch that one. That one was a good one. What else? Try to think of some other ones that I've seen. Gabriel Iglesias had a good one. That was a good one on Netflix. Uh who else? I can't remember. There's some people who taped last year that will be coming out this year. So that'll be fun to see. Did Broken do one this year? Let me see. Joe Rogan. Not Reagan. Rogan. Stand-ups. Specials. Uh huh. Let's see. Cutter, yeah. He played himself in Silicon Valley? Damn, I don't even see his fucking thing. Alright, here we go. Oh no, it came out last year, Strange Times. Alright. I think that's pretty much it, man. I'm kind of like teetering, drifting off. We're getting crazy. We're getting a little loopy here at the end of it. Alright. Yeah, a little battery on my, my recorder. We'll just kill it like that. So, yeah, this has been episode 67, 69. We, we keep that 2020 vision uh, moving forward. This is the Puro Caballero Show. You're um, following along wherever you are. Uh, obviously, you know this. We're on SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Play, uh, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, whatever. Wherever you look it up to go find your podcast, Stitcher, TuneIn, all those 
we're there. Like, rate, review, subscribe, all the above. I am on uh, Instagram and Twitter, at Puro Caballero. And then you could also find uh, Instagram for the show, at The Puro Caballero Show. So will probably be going up tomorrow, Tuesday. All right. So we'll, we'll get into the to the football news, all the playoff talk uh, later in the week. And yeah, until then, I'm going to hit you off with another one of those albums that said, I was really feeling, I was at P-Lo with that shine shit. Uh, let me cue that up. So yeah, man. It's been good. Thank you so much for tuning in. Let's see here. Boom. Ba-ba-boom-boom. Which one do we want to go? Let's go with Hella Fun. All right. We'll play it here. We'll keep it low-key. Alrighty. This is P-Lo and Jay Anthony with Hella Fun. Alright. This is one of my favorite albums of the year. I think P-Lo deserves his just to for being a producer and for what he spits and shit. He's always been making them fun slappers. Alright. Alright. We're going to hit you with this one. This has been episode 69. Tune in. What am I saying? I don't even know. It's too late. I'm signing off. All right. My name's Mario. I'm out of here. Peace. I'm just realizing I may have played this song before. I don't give a shit. I'm playing it again. <laughs>